We're in the NLCS, baby. There is no stopping us now. What do you think? Ain't no stopping us now. We're on our way. Let's start today. What a Monday. There's got to be a song for a Monday, too, Coach. Monday, Monday. You can't trust that day (laughs) except this Monday because we didn't think it was going to turn out this way. Oh, man, I'll tell you, boys. Can you believe it? Has there ever been a better weekend without a championship for, for Philadelphia sports? But it's the first time we can probably say there's there's a common bond to this weekend that we're both going to share for the first time. Because I've never lived through it. Obviously, you haven't. And most likely could never live through it again. I say that only because I think there was extra energy from the Phillies void of 11 years that just was in everything that happened from the crowds, the lines, the explosion, the roars. I think that was pent up. So... Listen, that's why we broke the noise uh, meter thing, and how, how cool was that? What a weekend, man. Just But nuts. you know what? When you're as old as me, back in 49 and 50, the Phillies went to the World Series, and the Eagles had great football teams. Yeah, not to be compared. Not to be Where did you go with that? Come on, Coach, this weekend. Hey, yeah, I'm going yeah, yeah, back when uh, they were both good. You said we haven't had yeah, anybody that good. Nah. They were that good 72 the, years ago. The, the town was electric. Uh, we were fortunate enough to be there Friday and Saturday night. Uh, some of the family Friday night, the other half of the family Saturday night. Had to change the reservations, bud, from the local joint to, to Philadelphia. Yeah, had to go to the town. You had to drive in. And I, I must share that going over uh, to, to meet uh, the other part, part of the family, um, we, were, we saw the Dallas Cowboys entrance into town. The uh, they get a police escort, very impressive. Four buses. Even the bus driver made the wrong turn on either JFK Boulevard, or he started to come down a one-way street, and the cops are getting off their, their motorcycles, going, "No, no, to get to the." They screwed up before they even got to the hotel. But man, I'll tell you, what a baseball weekend, football weekend. It, it's just unrelenting, just pure emotion all the way through. A new highs. Um, and it just played by script. It was perfect. And you know what's amazing about it? You just can't read about it. You had to observe it all. And I was lucky. I watched every single inning and every down in football. And and that's the way you you know you were there at some of it. Just look at the the decibel warning that Ken Ken Rosenthal got while probably hanging out in in the Phillies dugout. I I assume. A sound level hits 90 decibels. Around 30 minutes of this can cause temporary hearing loss. Yeah. And according to Ken, he said that he had never received any notification like this on his phone before, even at concerts. And this is the equivalent of, of standing in a nightclub with blaring music right in your ears. And I don't think that's ever happened in a football environment, but I'm not going to be comparing today like some. And how loud was it? Yeah. Ken it Rosenthal's nuts. bow tie was quivering. Yeah. <laughs> Schwarber said he's been in share of playoff games postseason. He said he's never anything like it. Uh, and you could tell he meant it. I mean, that's the only thing he meant this weekend. Because <laughs> you ever see a guy get walked intentionally twice batting 021? Yeah. Probably yeah. never will again either. But <laughs> I would say the two moments, there's um, amongst many great ones, when uh, when they walked Schwarber to get the Hoskins, they turned to Marin and said, "Oh my lord, what a mistake this is!" I said, first pitch, he's out of here." She goes, "Oh no, you know Hoskins is doing just as bad as Schwarber." I said, "Hoskins is so insulted by that. I guarantee he's going to get get rid of it quickly." And first pitch got out in a second, and the stadium just exploded. And you felt like you could see. 
the lint from the towels in the air, and it looked like the seats were moving. It, it was it, it absolutely the greatest thing I ever felt. Uh, and I was at the World Series final pitch twice. You know what? I thought about it, and you know my goofy mind. Hoskins acted like he had just hit the home run to win the Williamsport Little League World well, Series. He jumped up and down through yeah. the bat. He doesn't even remember having yeah, a great bat flip, but in his mind it was. I mean, look at the pressure on him and Schwarber, right? But uh, the second moment, and they always kid about, or I guess ask about, what if you had to manufacture a great moment in baseball, what would it be for excitement? And a lot of times people have conjectured a meaningful inside the park home run. You are Why? right. It's the longest duration of time, seconds, okay? Uh, you know, if you run 100 yards back, it's not. It's a, it's a CJT, the ball uh, grown off the fence, and you knew right away Acuna wasn't going to be backing it up. He wasn't. And I, I was screaming inside the park home run, watch, watch out. Everybody's screaming, watching TV. See him circle the bases. You could hear the fan base, the roar getting louder even on TV, um, it was just crazy. Like, you can't invent or script that type of scenario. I, I personally, not to knock football, we're not doing that today, I found the Eagles game boring after the two baseball games. You don't say that a lot, right? Yeah, you're right. But I'll tell you, I enjoy watching JT run the bases. He oh, cuts man. them so great. Yeah. And I was listening the other day, and I never would have thought this stat – David Montgomery, when they put up that stadium, they talked about it being too short a field and left. So he moved it back six or yeah. eight feet. But he also wanted to put some type of slant out in center Can't field. I can't believe you're bringing this point up. Go ahead. Keep going. This is and, and by that slant there is where the ball that caromed off at there and went to right, and then we go into who didn't move in right field. Now, that's interesting because I learned that tidbit when I went over in the trailer when they were selling, we, we were relocating from the vet. We have had a box there back at first base since forever. And they were trying to give us the equivalent of the box, which was four boxes back at back of first in our 116 seats row three. And we were looking at the model of the stadium. The guy said, this is, we, we designed this wall here for a potential inside the park home run. And I said, that's cool. I said, can you bring that up any higher, you know? And he goes, this is what we're going to go with. And uh, it, there's been a lot of triples off of that bounce, Ricochet, um, and probably an inside the park home run. I don't recall any, but, boy, I'll never forget JT's, man. That was just. And he was going, I don't care if Dusty Waltham had a brick wall up there. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, the, the, the Braves radio absolutely just roasted Acuna live right after it happened, calling it a lazy play, an yeah, awful yeah, play. Yeah, it was. It was. Rightfully so. He didn't. He barely moved until it hit the hit off yeah, the wall. Yeah. Um, but you don't hear that a lot, where the teams just get you know they really criticize a player that much that that quickly after, and he got absolutely destroyed. Yeah. And it's 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 funny too because like sometimes players get a free pass if they're having like really good years and stuff like that. But Acuna didn't even have that good of a year and look at his numbers. Yeah, he really Soto. didn't. You're the DeSoto. Yeah, um, and but he's acting like this, and like you're, you're acting all, I don't know what the ter term is, arrogance. but like, you, you didn't even have a good year to kind yeah. of back that back yeah. that, that that attitude up, yeah. which doesn't fly in the playoffs anyway. You know what it is? Sometimes you you achieve such great success at an early age, 
And all of a sudden, maybe you don't have that get up and go like somebody that just spent three years in the minors is, and you can become very complacent for lack of better words. And maybe, maybe these guys don't want to be kept on that team, even though they're so, have so much ability, if it's going to, cause you, that's got to upset your teammates big time. Oh, oh yeah. Listen to Chad's point, the way they react to that type of stuff, you're ostracized. I mean, there's so much clubhouse culture different than we see. And and Mitch shared some of that. And, and you learn after being around these pros. How about their confidence level, bud, that you yeah, can't penetrate? It's insane. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we may never hear from Larry again because we want to get some on Marsh. And no return. But, I mean, their confidence, we can do even when it doesn't look like they can. The, you know, that these guys believe it. And part of them being successful growing up is that people didn't tell them otherwise. They were convinced they could throw the ball through a brick wall. They could do whatever they wanted. That's professional-level confidence that even when the odds say we can't, we will. And they give everything for it. Then you look at a guy in right field who's making $100 million or whatever, not hustling. Now, to that point, I was last row at the Diamond Club Friday night which is cool because the scouts are right in backy there, first row of the section. And about they're, you know, not the easiest guys to talk to. And uh, I tried a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a shock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, what can you really learn? It's not on StatCast, you know. How about the fact that the pitchers changed their drag, the stride step to home a lot to throw off the base dealing so they got to stay aware of that that's one of the fractions but they and we have to find out if akun is healthy they said we don't know that he's playing healthy and i was like okay great i got it you're looking for yeah i mean if we know that he's not playing healthy there's advantages we have you know in the advanced scouting report and stuff like that and that's that was hard to get any of that out of anybody but uh, it was really cool and then you see him not hustle the next day, and you wonder how much wisdom may had to do with the injury. You don't know. I mean, it could be it could be significant, but if it's that bad where you can't be hustling out there, then you shouldn't you shouldn't be in. You got to be able to. And there's no doubt, watching him run the bases, he could have. He just chose not to hustle on that play and chose not to even go for it, assuming it was just can probably be off the wall. I right, never right did get him. a great look. I know he doesn't show up in the in the, in the width of of the play. But I never did get a great look as to when he did start. At some point, he sees the ball. He's got to leave his mount and go towards it. Uh, I think my son-in-law, Perry, said it was real. They were at the game. It was really late. Then he started to half-ass it over. You know, They had one real wide shot where you could see him see him barely in the right-hand corner, right, but right. much too late to, to react. And right. I don't care if your arm's hurting you. That has nothing to do with your legs getting no, over there. No, you got to get there. You don't know that that holding to a triple couldn't be the game. In a game that you lose, you're done. But uh, let's dive into the game. Uh, what were your observations, uh, Chad? Which, which game? Either one? Friday night. There was an, I've never seen the ballpark like that Friday night. That was insane. It could be a little bit of a recency bias, but it seemed louder than it was in 08 or 09 or any, any time in the playoffs. It was just... Hoskins' three-run homer was insane. And I think what made it so electric, too, was when the bottom of the lineup came up, there was a point where it was five pitches and, I believe, five hits. It was, I believe, the double, then there was the walk, which isn't a pitch, 
the Hoskins homer, JT's base hit, Harper's first pitch home run. I think there's one one before or after all that. And you never see that five pitches and five hits in a baseball game. Yeah, that's what, that's now in a playoff game that to take the series lead. And once that happened, you just knew we're running away with this game. And really the whole series, it you just did. it was so you deflating. Did. That's a great to, point. To just you could see it on the Braves' faces you going, could. Oh you God. Could. Like it's you over. walk Schwarber, you're making a calculated move that Hoskins is doing terrible, so let's try to get the double play. How do you walk Schwarber? I don't care left, right, you know. Well, I, I think it I th- I see the logic yeah, of why they I, tried I, to do it. Hoskins was one for seventeen, yep. Schwarber yep. was 0 4. They're just trying to get a double yep. play. Yeah, well match up too. Yeah. And it just it didn't it didn't work, obviously, <laughs> so we're very happy with it. But you could just see how deflated they looked after that happened. I mean, it, it was really unbelievable as a Phillies fan to watch that. And and I had another observation, which I didn't read or hear yet, but it's worth something, maybe not. Uh, and by the way, thank you, uh, viewers. Um, they tell us not to get into this each week, but I can't avoid it. We had over 20,000 viewers last week on TikTok and 9,000 likes and the numbers everywhere. Uh, it's hey, listen. We are very humbled and gratified, Coach. When we got to 250, uh, we thought you know there's there's, there's 200 people we know, it, and there's 50 people we don't know. It was like selling encyclopedias. Yeah. After you go to your family or your neighbors, and your sales go way down. You're stuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but uh, I forgot my point. Why did I bring the hell? Out? I don't know what it was, but. Anyway, so for, for what it's worth, just so it, yeah. just so everyone knows, we're not speculating here. Yep, yep. There is a video of Twitter of the JT's home run, and it's hit. You see Acuna walking, walking towards okay. right field, there, taking a couple of walk. He may Witness walk like seven a. feet, and boom, he starts running right as JT is about halfway to second base, and he never even gets close to the ball. No, so he that no, that was the facts of the situation. You could find it on Twitter. There are some couple of videos up there. That was it. But that was a huge the, but series changing a bat, really. I think the point I was making, you could absolutely sense the series was over. You just knew that whatever energy that that crowd generates, that within the manifestation of that total buzz and the lint from the red towels and the and the decibels, I don't know how the opposition. I, I, I text Vince uh, Papelli about about he just came back and he just got our text, so maybe next week. I wanted to talk to Vince about what's it like in, in the bottom of a stadium to be ricocheting that energy back and forth, and you're in the middle of it. What does it do to your performance plus factor? Like, I don't care if Willie Mays is up at his prime and the fans were going crazy in the ninth inning, he was the last at bat with, with down by one. Does he have a chance? It just seems like at that moment, Chad, nobody could play successfully against that vibe energy. You know what I'm saying? And you know what? To me, that pumps up the Phillies oh, even yeah. more, and oh. it's got to deflate the Braves. They're Man. watching this guy not making a move, so you really have a momentum swing. Yeah, I captured my point there when I went brain dead. I just thought when the Braves announced that they were going to give uh, Strider, is his name? That That's his name. Three innings, Max. Aren't you putting a bulletin board sign up that says this guy's really not ready to pitch in postseason, but we'll see how it goes? Well, I believe I, I got a text from somebody that said he looks unhittable. And then the, Vita, the whammy came he up. Did. That, and he there did. were a couple yeah. of little dribble hits, this and that. But yeah. yeah. And somebody said uh, Phillies in four on our panel. 
That was the uh, Coach Al. That would be the attempted singer for today. Yeah, Al can sing. Uh, it helps when he has the record in back of him. Uh, private joke. <laughs> I had, in other words, I'm good with karaoke. <laughs> that's a story we probably should tell on the podcast, right? Uh, but anyway, I had the Brazen Five. Um, and yet I downgraded him after I watched the last series against the Phillies. It's a significant downgrade because of the excessive strikeouts, which was the Achilles heel in the postseason, striking out with bases loaded all the time. Um, hey, the Phillies have shocked a lot of people. Would you agree with that, uh, Chad? I mean, oh, yeah. What, what was your prediction for the series? Phillies in three. That's what three. I said on the show. That's what I said on the show last week. After it was 1-0, I said Phillies in three. I it was Phillies in four. Gave out a strong, strong play on Kansas City um, and it – the interceptions. That's another old, another ball game. Yeah, we're talking. We're, we're going on two different. Let's let's stay on the on baseball yeah, here. Geez, we have a sorry. whole segment for football. Little little authors have to sneak that one in. Huh? Yeah. Hey, listen. Let's talk baseball. Segura is hitting four sixty two. You got another guy batting oh seventy seven. Schwarber. Don't you switch that up? I mean, aren't you going to play to try to win? They're not going to switch it. We're beating they a dead horse. It. We've been yeah. beating right, that for on. months and months. Yeah, not I mean, they should. Happen. They should. They and really now, should. where their position is now, if he changed something, everybody would say, wait a minute, got you this far. It's it's You can't win that battle. Yeah. Okay. I, I just think it, it looks outlandish. It is outlandish if it walks like a duck and quacks. Well, Schwarber's on base percentage <laughs> is, is 222, and Segura's is 476 in the playoffs right now. Yeah. The yeah, there's thing. no doubt Segura should be our, our leadoff hitter. They're just not going to do it. They're going to ride or die with Schwarber in the leadoff spot, and it's going to come back. I think it's going to come back to bite us. I don't know if it's here at the World Series because I do think we'll beat the Padres, but I think it will come back to bite us at some point. Yeah, uh... Okay, let's let's dive into Padres versus Phillies. Let's do a little. Want to get some 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 stuff out on them on their on their matchups. Good prep by the Wizards. We're four and three against the Padres this year. One and two at home, and three and one on the road. And it's kind of a, a interesting statistic statistical breakdown when you look at it. We didn't hit the Padres, but they also didn't hit us. Right. So our batting average for the year was. 254, but against the Padres, it was 221. That's 12th out of 20th opponents. Right. Our OPS was 17th out of 20th. Slugging was 18th out of 20th. All Basically, a lot of our offensive stats were at the bottom of most rankings right. versus how other teams did against the Padres. So we didn't hit the Padres well this year. But our pitching against the Padres was probably the best in baseball. Our team ERA this year was a 3.98. Against the Padres, it was a 2.18. That's the third best out of any team that played the Padres this year. Our 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 on-base percentage, we held them to 248 on-base percentage, a 505 OPS. Those are both the best out of any other team this year in baseball. So we didn't hit them, but we pitched really well against them. It was kind of a really a pitcher's duel, both both the whole entire series, both series we played them. And if you look at the scores, you'll see it. Game one, 3 nothing loss. Game two, 3 nothing win. Game three, 2 nothing loss. It was some low-scoring low games for the most part. I think the Padres have a deeper front-line pitching staff, to be honest with you. The Padres do have some, definitely have some good pitchers. Third guy is better than our our third guy. What do they have? Uh, uh, Darvish, um, Darvish, Musgrove, and Blake Snell. So any of the three that you pick for game three is a better proven 
uh, starter th- than our third. And Snell's had a good comeback here. Yeah. He's had a couple of years where he yeah. struggled. But Darvish, 3.1 ERA this year. Musgrove, 2.93. Yeah. Snell, 3.38. That's three really strong starters right there. I think the, uh, the key to this series if the, as the Padres is how's their closer going to do, Hater. I think that's a critical component of this series. He looks like he's back to, uh, to his old self. But how about nobody scored in September? Against him, September? I didn't know that. So he's he is back. He is back, and um, yeah, that's back that's a concern. Right. We don't we, so so you, you as the Phillies. The key to the series then is you got to get ahead early. You can't be you can't be trailing against the Padres here. You got to get out, do some damage early in the game. Yeah, I I had notes and. Good Lord, what I do with my notes. Okay, I'm sorry. One run in September. ERA in September, Josh Hader, 1.04. I guess that's pretty close, right? It's formidable. Anybody want to take a guess at his ERA in August? I know one of those months he was at problems. 12 or something, yeah, wasn't I'll he? Say it was a 75 in August. At 19.06. <laughs> I knew it was high. I want to know this, coaches. How do you go from 1906, demonstrably improving over a month of professional baseball intervention, to 1.04 the next full month? He had to be hurt. He had to be hurt. Either hurt or how much between the years changes yeah. when you start getting your confidence back. We're just talking about what a, you know, the. Full house does for you stuff like that impact. And when you combine but, September October, it's ERA zero point eight seven. Yeah, so well, he's, back, he's back to his old self, like yeah. Alvarado. Yeah, this is I, this is ironic. We never thought that we'd come down to San Diego and Philly. Obviously, who did? But what we did conjecture a lot with Boa, and you could go back on our past shows, and we say this per se that if it ever came down to Josh Hader versus Schwarber, he would have no chance as a final bat in postseason. If it comes down to like the last game and we're trailing and Schwarber's up and it's Hater. Only pray. I, I'm going to do my best not to text Bo and say <laughs> And it's going to bring nightmares out to John uh, Crook and oh, Randy Johnson. Man, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, it's just it's a mismatch if, it, if that happens, which is why I think, you know, because our manager knows the likelihood of that matchup why not just move them down? And then you got hot hitters at the top of your lineup because now Harper's what he's back at, batting five hundred now in the playoffs. He's back. Hey, the guy got last year got hit in the eye. This year he broke his finger and he's back now. Looks like so. Let's get Segura in front of him. I can live with with uh, JT <laughs> Castellanos is hitting three hundred in the playoffs. Right, Nick. <laughs> Josh Hader's or Kyle Schwarber's career against Josh Hader is 0 for 13 with nine strikeouts. This is ridiculous. 0 for 13 with Ladies nine strikeouts. And gentlemen and devoted listeners, say it again, bud. 0 for 13 with nine strikeouts, no walks, Let's end no the show. hits. Let's end the show forever. Nothing. Can, can we bring Edmondo Sosa Let, in for a pinch hitter? <laughs> Let's never say another word. <laughs> Speaking of sports, it's just end it because we were to end on that disclosure. Let's pray that Schwarber is not up in a year where he has to face so Josh Hayes. Us three, certainly way less skilled, talent, knowledgeable than professional coaches. We know it now, but they're going to let it potentially play out, correct? Certainly. Probably. Yeah. What's wrong with that? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Blind Is that faith. a play? I don't know. Yeah, blind faith. Uh, yet we remember in New York they sat A-Rod 
in game seven years ago. Do you remember? No, I don't. Yeah, he was over for the playoffs in the, in the uh, ALCS or World Series. It could have been. Someone will correct me because I get a lot of that. And they benched him. It was uh, Girardi, uh, I believe, that benched him. Yeah. And he I was, can't believe it with his ego. Yeah, no, no. I mean, he was over. He was over like twenty eight or something. Wow. And and he was at bat. You know, it's not just to clarify. It's not just um, the statistics because it's a small sample. So you can't get too lost in O for fourteen. It's not good, mind you. But you can't get too preoccupied with that. It's the way you look at the at bats. What's he doing? The number of pitches, barrel rate, stuff like that. Are you having good at bats or bad at bats? And and that's also working against him too. I mean, what's his? Do you have his, his strikeouts? Schwarber in his postseason at bats yet? Is he fifty percent strikeout level so far? I'm um, not going to pull it up and see Schwarber. What's the difference? We beat twenty at bats, eight strikeouts. Yeah, he takes he's, all he's close. Yeah, he takes all our time. Uh, who do you fear? What Padre do you fear? And and you can't say Soto because oh easy Machado Machado was yeah. yeah I mean just if you look at, if you look, if you look at the the Padres stats this year offensively as a team there's only a couple of hitters that stand out Machado's the obvious one hits 300 with a 900 OPS other than that they don't have a single player with an 800 OPS no. or higher right. play just for the Padres this year and one that should be in that list is on the bench Josh Bell right he's batting Josh Bell has been terrible. Yeah, he's Soto been, had a, he's been batting a four. Yeah, good. Soto had a seven eighty OPS with the team. That's up there. That's higher. But they don't have anyone else. I mean, Austin Nola six fifty OPS. Eric Cosmer seven thirty OPS. Yeah, Jay Cromworth's right there seven thirty. So the key to the series, you got to get Machado out or up with without people on, so we can't don't, don't can't hurt him. you. And you got to really uh, you got to get get ahead late. You don't want to be facing hater. Put him on. Oh. Four. Yeah, Not, yeah. Uh, well, to Chad's point, eight minutes ago, we have the two best pitchers in baseball as a combo. And there's statistics each time they pitch, the statistic gets more compelling. And what the story that the statistics are telling, saying, is that you got to go way back in time to see a duo that has been as effective as Wheeler and Nola. And they look to be getting better each game. Look at Nola's most recent games, and you see a better September into October. And they weren't hurt, or a wheeler was. So if they're maturing, for lack of a better word, if they're recovering and getting more, getting better and more effective, God forbid what that means to the Padres lineup. It looks a little more bond to begin with. It doesn't look like you don't fear the Padres lineup, notwithstanding the two superstars, right? So if you can manage to pitch around the star, which is what we would do. We would know that right away that Mikado's not going to beat us, right? He, he, he can't. Yeah, Nola has been like yeah, judge, judge beat Cleveland the other night with a two-run homer. Yeah. How? I mean, or was that the two-run homer in a game? Where I think it was back? a man on third and two outs, I people, believe. People, people text me, uh, you guys are really good with the numbers, but in this case, Cleveland did come back and got five singles and won the game of Judge on two-run homer. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's right. But well, another, I would pitch to him. I wouldn't pitch another thing got to look at with Soto. He hit 330 in the NL wild card series, yeah. 188 in the yeah. NLDS. He's another big factor. If he's at, resembles what his potential can be, then he'll be, he'll be a tough guy to deal with too. But the the encouraging part is you look at how the Phillies pitching has done. How some of these some of our pitchers bullpen. Eflin has a 2.45 ERA against the against the Padres this year. Ranger 2.45. Nola's got a 1.29. 
Wheeler's got a zero over seven innings. Alvarado's got a zero over three innings. Brad Hand, zero over three innings. A lot of pitchers have done really, really well this year, as, as we mentioned. So that's encouraging. That's really encouraging. Now, the bad part, again, is the hitters. Schwarber is the highest OPS. Him and Verling, Schwarber's got an 820 OPS against the Padres this year. Verling's 871. Other than that, no one else hit. Harper had a 111 batting average against the Padres. Hoskins, 200. JT, 136. So we know what we're kind of expecting going in. We're, we're, what the stats say is, based on the regular season, we're going to see some low-scoring games here. Maybe a, l- a couple pitching duels going on. If we can go ahead, the, the key to any series you get, is to go up one nothing, especially when you're starting on the road. But I'm, I'm encouraged. I do think we're going to beat the Padres. I think we're the better if, team. If you can add, I'm going to write to you, Coach. If you can add Robert, it's Robertson, right? Not Robert, Robertson, Dave Robertson. Yeah, Robertson. David Robertson. Yep. Yes. If you can add him to Eflin, Alvarado, Hand, Sir Anthony, uh, you, you've got four or five guys you could trust to give the ball to against a team that's just a mediocre hitting team. So you don't have to win the game through the duration of your starter. You don't have to turn the ball over up 4-1. to one. You, you, you can hold, retain, and win late. That's a good bullpen. Uh, and if Sir Anthony is getting better by the pitch, which he appears to be doing because he was lights out, you can make a fair argument. Push back here. You don't really know who your closer is because that son of a gun could be and Alvarado throwing 102 as a lefty, as big as he's like, he's as big as a mountain, and he's coming across the mound at a buck two. Does a lefty have any chance? I wouldn't want to be the lefty trying to, you know, good lord, hit against him. Not even a fair fight, right? But you had something. Let me ask you: Are you we going to do a random rave today or not? Oh yeah, no, okay. We're random raving, I'll baby. save mine a little bit. But Chad, you know, you get into these stats really good ways. I read a thing the other day that Nola had the highest war, 6.3, among all pitchers this year. Yeah, this is war. So he, I don't think yeah. he had the highest war because I heard that in WIP, too. Um, well, I'm pretty Philly's sure they just missed. Sure. Oh, just Phillies pitchers? Or just pitching in Major League Baseball? The way I Not heard yet. it is Nola had the highest war. Yeah, yeah believe, so WIP so. said that, too. But I looked it up a couple weeks ago, and I, I didn't find that to be true. Who, who, who was higher? Oh, Sandy. Contrera should be higher. Yeah. I mean, look at Nola's stats. Nothing says his war should be higher than. I'm going to pull it up now. You're going to get it quicker. But I'm, I'm no, going to my phone. He's already got nothing it up, says right? that he should have the highest highest war because his pitching numbers were good. They weren't unbelievable this year, like some of the other guys. I'm trying to think as he get to war that Al Contrera is that his name. I think early in the season he was pitching with more like a couple shutouts. Yeah, so he gets a head start with that war. So he, I wouldn't shock no, His me. numbers are just better. Yeah, his right, ERA so this year is un, un, unheard of. I, well, I'm going to pull it up there, bro. Yeah, it can take yeah. you know, like 20 seconds. I want to stay with you. I want to say Noel's got the highest war in. Uh, in I was shocked when I so heard it. It's, but yeah, Noel's number four. So okay. well, Sandy's Sandy's number one at 8.1. Wow, He's difference. easily. By himself, and, yeah, okay. it, and no one's close to him. He's a two point two ERA this he, year. He wants to rub it in. I just say he's high. No, that's Dylan. Yeah, right, yeah, Dylan yeah, Cease yeah. is two with a six point four ERA. Wow. Otani's three with a six point one. Noel's four with a six point zero. Not bad company. Yeah. When they great call, company. When they call roll for that class, it's a damn yeah. short now, roll call. Verlander. As Bob Phillips said, he's in my starting rotation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Verlander's five with uh, 5.9. I'm surprised he's not higher considering his ERA was the lowest out of any of those guys at a 1.75, 18, 18 and 4 record. All right, because you're having such a good day against your dad, and he damn well loves it too. I want to come back now and stump him a little bit. 
what does NOLA, and there's three categories, but name one that I think is the most impressive, lead to ligand, which he has never come close to achieving this metric in his career. So I said to the scout, what would you account that? He was not going to give me that because that could have been like strategic, whatever. So I, he did, did not endow that. But I wanted to know this metric, how it could change on a dime. Because you don't see that. You don't see a guy hit 10 home runs all his life and then 38. Well, back in the day you did when they were doing the funny stuff, right? What stat does I, I know? Yeah, you got it. It's walks sorry. per nine. Walks per nine. Well, I yeah. think I gave this stat last week. Nola is the all-time no. leader with, uh, when, with 235 strikeouts for the year and only 29 walks in 32 starts. That's amazing. It is absolutely, look at the walks for the year. And 29 doing, and walks. He, yeah. So it converts to where I was going to go. It's like on a pass-fail, I have to, have to fail you. Ratio of walks to strikeout. Oh, so this, okay, that's another way to look at that's it. That's not walks per yeah. nine. No, it's but he also eight. led the league in walks per nine. Yeah, at the you're lowest. right. He was three. And he also led the league in strikeouts per walk. What is 8.1? Now, give his career number. It's right right, right at the bottom of that. He's well, no, because I'm looking at something so else. It's going to be three uh, walks. Not close. And all of a sudden, he's 8.1. We always talked about Nola's lack of command and control and pitching ahead when he's um, 0-2 not disposing of hitters, and it would next thing you know it'd be an eight pitch strikeout, but it took that many pitches, so you knew he's going to be out by the fifth inning. How all of a sudden this year does Nola do everything right as a pitcher? It's amazing because we used to complain for the last two sure. or three years he'd have somebody zero and two, and and not only couldn't put him away, threw it down the middle of the plate sometimes, and nothing resembling a waste pitch. But it, you know, let me go back for a minute too. Those stats are amazing, like you said, about 29, you know, walks and so forth. Cliff Lee in 2012 had 200 strikeouts with less than 30 walks. And his kid Kevin Galsman this year with Toronto, he had 200 with le less than 30 walks. But he, Nola's the only one that ever had 235 strikeouts. Yeah, it's impressive. Look at Coach Al yeah. hey, singing today, stats today. Do Look out tomorrow. <laughs> There ain't no second fiddle. <laughs> Do we have time to still talk of playoff baseball? There's a lot. The mm -hmm. Cleveland Yankees wraps up tonight. There's been, or should we move we on? Talk to about yeah. Let's touch on it for for a couple minutes, or just even a quick. It's a two-two series. Yeah, you have uh, Yankees back home tonight. They have Jamison Talon pitching. You got for the for the Yankees. Cleveland's got Aaron Savali. I'm not sure that last name is. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think either guy is given up a run me pronunciation. yet. But um, I don't know if Savali's even. Yeah, zero and zero and, 0 and uh, Talon's zero and one right now for the postseason records. But neither neither of their aces are thrown tonight. You know they've. It's going to be whoever can do it. I think Cleveland's going to go committee. Uh, I think Judge is one for twelve. Look him up, bud. Uh, he was he was over eight with seven strikeouts yes. after having that record year. It it just demonstrates and and baseball sports fans know this, but it just demonstrates how different the game is. We talk about pitching dominated, and what happens in the postseason? It's a funnel. You take all that great pitching and you eliminate. The subpar pitching that some teams have below whatever, let's call it eighth man, okay? Where the ERAs are six and five. 
and they make appearances, and they don't now. So all you have is rocket arms coming out of the bullpen. Everything plays at the stratosphere of 98 with spin and control. And you're saying, oh, well, you know, it's pitching dominated. Well, not all games are. But I am walking back. My good hitting beats good pitching. Now, if two teams are equal, obviously the team that wins is a team that hits better. But that was never my theory. My theory was that good hitting teams or beating the best pitching teams. I got. I, I can. So Judge is hitting 125 right now in the playoffs. Okay. I can't be the only one that's just really happy to see that, right? <laughs> I mean, I can't be the only one out there that wants to see the Yankees just absolutely lose tonight. Like, uh, I. You ha- we have to be on that page, right? No I, one's rooting for them. If I offered you row three seats, row three seats, would either one of you go up to the Yankee Stadium tonight with me? No. But not even. I, I would. I would to root for Cleveland. I'd buy a jersey. I'd find a way to buy a jersey on the way. Should I book it? Well, WIP tomorrow. I don't think it's a good idea. No. Book it right now. I don't think it's a good idea. I just think Yankee Stadium is the place to be. And if you're a real baseball fan, get yours down. It's only 82 miles away. I'm sorry. That's to the Warwick in Midtown at 54th. You got to go up to 161 in the Bronx. You're a creature of habit. Oh, my God. The Bronx tonight. <laughs> this uh, Game five at, at Yankee Stadium. Oh, my Lord. But we do have to be at WIP tomorrow. Last week, we won for an interview last week. Debate Angelo tomorrow. Uh, most people probably won't get this podcast before that, so you won't even know this, but we debate Angela tomorrow at 6.30 on what happened last week when the Phillies made the playoffs and they were going to the Cardinals, and he was talking about, does it really matter? And if the Phillies lose, so what, as long as the Eagles win? And I called in and got all over that. And I said, I'd love to debate you with more time. And he said, come up, come up. Out of respect for morning radio, we did our level best to be there at 6.30, and we didn't make it. We got there at 20 of and we got booted, uh, but they were gracious Please do me a favor. This is off, but real quick. I'll be in a car going to for a procedure tomorrow, Okay, just so please be there by 6.30 so I can hear it on the way there. Thank you. insulted by my tardiness, has already given me the mandate that what time we leave in house five or... <laughs> Five uh, thirty. Five thirty. We will. We will be waking up six. the birds, the pigeons. Yeah. We'll, it'll be the slowest you ever drove in I, Philly. I might as well put the robe on and run through South Street with the looking for Adrian. Oh, Rocky! Because I'm going to be the earliest son of a gun up in Philadelphia. But I got to tell you, I know they get used to it, and they're also paid well to do it. But I have a lot of respect for these morning radio people that get up at three thirty. That's just not my cup of tea, man. It is not. I am not a morning person. <laughs> I, well, Angelo yeah. doesn't do anything else in his life. Yeah, though. <laughs> no, I get it. It's, hey, listen, if somebody paid you a million bucks, would you do it too? We know that's the comeback. But still, at all, man, that alarm goes off at four o'clock. It ain't fun. You know, I go to bed at one o'clock. I'm a, I'm a night owl, so I guess tonight we won't go to Yankee Stadium. I, it wouldn't be bad to go to the Yankees game. Have a nice late breakfast somewhere and go right to the studio. And yeah. coming from the Yankee Stadium, but absolutely not. Not no going no. to happen. No, All I'm right, not going to so run on. Why don't we start to flip the page here? Because we could talk about the playoff series. We, you know, we've covered the Braves are out. The hundred win teams are out. Dodgers out. Got- Mets out. Braves out. And Howard Eskin says, "I'm so sick and tired of hearing." 
anything can happen. Well, Howard boy, there's a reason that truisms are truisms. What would he rather hear? Yeah, yeah that is, <laughs> listen, it's it's as ludicrous as his other uh, patented saying. It's uh, social media. It's not social or it's not media. Well, if it's not a method of communicating, then what is it? That's media. Or it's classic. It's I've classic. never had a bad day in my life. Thing. Day. All right. Yeah, and end yeah. that there because that's my rant for the day. Yeah, and <laughs> the other thing is, uh, managers can lose a game, but they can't win a game. So when we put the pitch, that's for, my rant. When we put the pitch, uh, we'll, we'll skip base, it for you. Coach Al's going to rant on it. He's been wrong about more things the last year. It's just like ridiculous. And then when I call it, he's edgy already. He's already Chuck, 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 Chuck. So I, I was talking to people Friday night. They're like, you're Chuck from Cherry Hill that calls Zesky. Keep it up. Nobody else calls to push back on him. I said, I will carry the torch for Philadelphia Nation, Philadelphia Fans Nation. I will defend your honor. I will always do that. And uh, I'll take a lot of abuse doing it from him. Uh, but everybody else, the, the one guy was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, you're not Chuck Cherry Hill. Uh, it's a group of... These, In person. These guys that look like they could all play middle guard for the Eagles. They're all <laughs> twice my size. And Al, I got to tell you something. A great group of guys. I'm in contact with them already. Uh, we're going to have dinner. Yeah, everybody I meet, I have dinner with, right? But <laughs> these guys were pouring the beers down at a rate. I just... I, that's, so I say to Marion, I said, this is unbelievable. I couldn't hang with these guys for 40 minutes before I'd be decommissioned, have to tap out. And these guys were fine at the end. You know, one guy's walking home, the other one's got an Uber. I mean, they're all provided for. They're not irresponsible. You talk about guys who had a party. They even had the scouts laugh. What a great atmosphere. It's like a lot of other things. Many years uh, of practice. We, we went to the pub after the dinner, uh, game Friday, and the, 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 the people arriving, uh, 40 minutes after us, because we left at the 7th. I know that's blasphemy, but with my legs, I had to get to the car. And the people come to the pubs with the Phillies chants. It was electric, but not like Saturday night. At Ocean Prime is where we met the rest of the family. Boy, you talk about good food and good sushi. And Jimmy's going to say, stop with the yeah, restaurant Yeah, let's, let's talk about the Eagles now <laughs> with 15 minutes to go. Yeah, go ahead. Well, we're 6-0. Best team in the NFL easily right now. Easily. Record-wise. Uh, Buffalo, not easily. Record-wise. Record-wise. We're the only undefeated team. Yeah, I think Buffalo is... Okay, not, not easily. Buffalo is, is legit. What's this, Al? This one is, or two, though. This is Wiz walking that back. So one, one or two, us or Buffalo. Yeah. Huge win Clean last night over the Cowboys. Right. Is there anyone that can compete with us in the NFC? Or we're just going to... Is it fair to say the Eagles got to make the Super Bowl this Not, year? Otherwise, or it's a bust? Mark this down. Mark this down of all the things. We know we nailed Harper last year. We, we nailed the basketball player trade. We nailed that guy. Mind we, we nail him. This will be my, my bigger, better prediction of all time. No one can come to town and beat us. Now, I stipulated home field. I said, come to town. If we maintain home field advantage, it's 6-0 and with a horrible schedule. Because I'll tell you, I really fear this schedule. I mean, we got the Steelers coming to town, and we got the Texans, the Commanders, whatever they're called, the Colts, the Packers that are listless, the Titans, Giants, Bears, yeah, at Cowboys, could be the season loss. Saints and Giants at home. It feels like we play all the games at home and you look at the schedule. What part of that schedule do you see three losses in? Go ahead, Coach. Not right about now. No, I really don't. I mean, they've proved that uh, okay. they don't have to be. See, the way things went yesterday, a lot of Eagles teams lose that game in the second oh, half. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, there's no doubt about that. Not with Hurts. 
but not with not. Kelsey. Or maybe and with Hurts a year, year and a half ago, but not with Hurts now. Not, I, I think he wills the, you to win. I think the Eagles will be fifteen and two right now. Okay, that's what I think. I'm fascinated by your two losses. I think they'll lose Dallas. either. No, I think they'll lose. Dallas stinks. I think they'll lose <laughs> either. <It> sucks. <laughs> either against the Packers or the Dallas Titans. Stinks. I think they'll lose. I think they'll lose one of those games. Which one? I'm sorry. I think they'll lose either Packers or Titans. Lose one of them, I think. And then I think they'll lose Week 17 against the Giants because they're going to be resting their starters. 15 and two. That's a good thought. Let's accept that. But if they're unbeaten, they're what an unbeaten season. They might not rest. If, they're, if they're 16 and zero, then they're definitely going for 17 and zero. I think 15 and two though. As long as we retain though. HFA, and I'm not talking about household finance associates. Home about that. Field advantage. Home field advantage, ladies and gentlemen. We really appreciate the the. Uh, the ladies that are following the show and giving us some very good feedback, please keep it up. If we have home field advantage, all right, nobody is coming into town. I don't care how many buses or what your parade, look, your escort looks like. Um, you're not coming in to beat us. You're not going to beat this this version of the Philadelphia Eagles that have unbelievably way above average talent in all the sectors of a football team except one. And what is the one? And and, and and in a postseason game, injuries no, to me special, is a big thing. Special teams. Oh, special teams are not too special. <sighs> Seth Joyner did a thing on that, that this not morning. Not too special, and, but oh. they do have something that's unbelievably special. And if one of you two get it, I'm buying coffee for the rest of the podcast. For buying long, coffee? Okay. Just my luck. There, I drink tea. There is one <laughs> metric. Of, I'll get you the green tea. Get you the good stuff. It's good for your system, Coach. You'll live to be 180. Forget 80. What's the one metric probably more compelling than Hertz or Sanders? Uh, but what's the one metric perhaps more compelling than any offensive or defensive metric? It's oh. unbelievable, as a matter of fact, and very rare in the history of football. I don't know where you're going because I was going to say their whole defensive setup. Bud, the turnovers. Bingo. There you go. He gets his coffee for free until the, he turns 40 years old. So what? what's the stat, Bud, that is crazy? It's the turnovers. Bingo. Plus 12. So if I told you I was going to give any team 12 more possessions, do you think their chances of doing 5-1, and 6-0 and would improve? And it helps, yeah. yeah. It's going to help a lot. Yeah. It makes now, a huge difference. In the days of Buddy Ryan, Coach, they were – Coming down with their tackles, they found ways to. How the Eagles getting these turnovers? Is it because you see the defensive backs getting their hands up like last night? Well, they've got great defensive backs and the discipline. It's discipline with so many. You know, when you see somebody jump yesterday, it's the third and four, and somebody from Dallas jumps offside. Yeah, lines up offside. I mean, stupid things. Yeah, don't forget in that turnover stat, they don't measure. I don't think they do. I could be wrong. That if you stop the team but had a penalty that that reset the first downs, that's not a turnover. They're talking fumbles and picks, right? Um, so, but yeah, the Eagles have benefited a lot this year from other teams just playing dumb and they retain first down, retain possession of the ball. But you know, when you add that last element plus twelve in, in turnovers, and you look at the teams that win Super Bowls every year. It's always the top three teams in turnovers, you know. Yeah. Good teams manifest that; they make it happen. Um, but there's uh, we any other eagle talk, or do you want to move on to the? the I game? just want to throw one thing in about 
you know, I, I mention every week about injuries, which you don't know, but just with Lane Johnson going out, thank goodness with the off week because of concussion, hopefully he'll be back. But you notice when they had to put Driscoll at right center and then all of a sudden Micah Parsons started showing up more, so they had to have Gamewell back there chipping Parsons as a second backer. And by the way, this kid Gamewell is a little tougher than we yeah, thought he yeah, was too, yeah, by the way. yeah. They, last night they did a nice job on uh, Sanders, my guy, holding him under his average. Um, but I, I thought the Eagles did a nice job of the run-pass ratio, not putting Hurts out there for 48 passes like prior coaches we've had would have done. They're realizing right now, when they're in that double or triple tight end set, they maul people. The offensive line with extra tight ends – they just go right down the field and maul people. And it doesn't matter who they give the ball to. And by the way, is it possible that Hurts will have, and it's all said and done, the highest success rate of any quarterback ever, and I know Brady was really good at this, at fourth and one. That's where that bench leg squat thing of 650 or 600 <laughs> comes into play because... You almost get the, the, the rhythm watching that. You know they're going to be successful on fourth and inches every time with Hurts. You know? It just goes and shows you how much work they put into yeah. that where they have the back pushing Hurts and the linemen, and you have to have that timing because when you need a half a yard or a yard, it's a tendency to be a lineman to get off a little bit early because they're trying to get underneath from defense, and they've, they've almost perfected it for the year so far. Does this kind of shock you just a little bit? I won't put this in the form of a, of a trivia, but if I told you to name the top percentage quarterbacks so far and you had to just throw random names out, I'm going to give you a name you probably would not say that's leading everybody at 73%. Do you want to take a quick stab at one answer before we go on? Do it. Just take a stab. Hint being, not somebody you would name. Brian. Okay. Uh, okay, maybe I'd name him. Uh, I don't know. Geno Smith. Yeah, very yeah, good, Wiz. Excellent. That Absolutely. Is that it? On fire. I don't know that one. Excellent. We don't know how much he's doing to you behind quick when I bring it up. But, uh, Gino I Smith. just knew from fantasy, he, Gino Smith's having a good year, so I just kind of yeah, guessed you're him. Good. You're good at what you do, buddy. Uh, we'll keep you on board here at Grimley for another few weeks. Gino <laughs> Smith at 73%. I didn't know he was doing that good. I'm happy for him. He he deserved – he never really got, a, a the, the in my opinion, the chance he, he deserved. He had – a rough history with the Jets, but that team was so bad. He just never really seemed like he had that fair chance, and this is his year now to kind of prove but to himself. Miss, how many years is it now? Three or five? How many years was he on the NFL and to come back in? It's Probably so three, four years, but, and you're right. But, he was with a horrible team. But what's Jets. going on now? We did talk about this prior podcast about how you'll if you want to compare success rates in sports, the three-point uh, shot percentage going up, quarterback percentage up, Batting averages down, what's harder? But how about this? Right now, you've got a ton of quarterbacks. I just, I'm, I'm reading my own notes. <laughs> Good luck with that. I think it's 12 that are over 66%. I mean, you got like three in the 70s, Stafford 71, Tag 70. Then you have a long list. Uh, then you get the Hurts, and he's really good at 67%. But Rodgers, Allen, you know, they're all home. They're they're all sixty six betters, like fourteen of them. So I went back to like twelve years ago, 
and you had nobody in the 70s, and the top guy was 66. Why are quarterbacks, I'm putting that out there, we don't hear this on the other show, don't hear bannered back and forth, why are quarterback throwing percentages skyrocketing from a decade when the defenses are bigger, better, quicker, and we know they're more sophisticated with analytics? What's making passing percentages really go through the room? Off the top of my head, they use the tight ends a lot more, which is shorter passes over the middle, and I think there's a lot more flare passes out to the side, and you got to make sure that they're not laterals so they're a yard ahead, so they're... That's just like any other forward pass, and you have a much better chance to complete those. I'm, I'm ready with a response for that, but I don't want to tip uh, Chad's potential answer. Go, bud. I, I think that Al's – I think he's spot on with that. Um, I think that's probably the reason. Yeah. If that were the case, and that's an extremely logical answer, your yards per pass, guys, would be down. You're just taking shorter throws more often. It's the same. You know, yesterday Mahomes and Allen were both 8.2. For the league, it's 6.4, something, 7. You don't see any delineation of that drastically down, so it doesn't look like a bunch of short passes. You know, now Wentz used to thrive off of that. Wentz would complete 39 passes, and the average is 4.5. So it does happen, but that doesn't look to be the reason why. Um, I mean, the tight end's always been a very central element to passing, but something's got the defense looking like, but I don't think overall points are up. You know, I'd I have to research it enough to see what the uh, Maybe yards for next points week? and stuff. Yeah, I'd have to do some some digging on, on, on that, because I don't know. I would think that it's Al's reasoning, so I don't I don't know if that's not it, what what would be causing, causing that. Maybe um, for next week. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, we had a fascinating game with mini Dallas. Um, talk about it doesn't always go as it looks. 234 total yards to 470. This is mini first, Dallas second, okay? Uh, 1123 first downs. 212, okay, third down. And then why, why? It's lopsided, so what's missing? Turnovers. You know, the three yes. Yeah, we talk about the Eagles and the turnovers. You could win games where you're not even in the balance of competitive play on the box score because of turnovers, and the Eagles are plus 12. And so the biggest an thing causing those turnovers yesterday, the interceptions, was they weren't necessarily sacking him, but they were putting enough pressure where Graham was hitting him a quarter of a second after he released it and things like that, and that's that's what you have to do. You have to. You can't give any of these quarterbacks enough time to – Look at the second and third receivers. Did anybody bet yesterday a Jets-Giants parlay? Sure. Not me. <laughs> Can you imagine giving that out? My 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 lock of the year teaser is going to be the Jets-Giants two-team teaser. You probably wouldn't have many takers. Did you watch the KC Bills game? Yes, I did. Comments? Uh, just a great game to watch. It. You thought it would be a lot more high scoring, especially early and everything, but there's a interception right there but you know you just almost had it in your mind that last drive that Mahomes is going to pull a Brady and go down the field and all of a sudden throws an interception I did not see it we were leaving dinner and uh, I wanted to stay but we could not stay but it was a real good pick was it boneheaded what was no he, he actually shouldn't have thrown the ball right 
Right. That game played dead even. Um, you know, 24-20, and you look at the stats, and 3-30, everything bounces out. Looks like they played to a, a, a tie, which almost did. Um, but they play again. Who's coming out of the AFC? Take it, Wiz. Nobody else to really compete with those two, right? Probably probably not. No, I don't, I don't think so. So if they play in the AFC Championship game, let's get Buffalo home field. Buffalo, easy. Yeah, I think so. Did you see that Buffalo Bills safety Jordan Poyer was not clear to fly, so we took a car service 15 <laughs> hours to play in Kansas City? Did not make I it the perfect loved weekend. it. I have that on my notes here, and another thing that happened for the great weekend is Alabama is not ranked in the top five for the first time in 40 weeks, and, and I what, loved man. watching Tennessee beat them. And guess what? Did they ever have a schedule coming up? They've got Mississippi State. At LSU and Ole Miss, all three teams at five and two and seven and zero. Oh. Well, well, the last one is is Ole Miss at seven and zero. Oh, LSU five and two. Uh, no, no, uh, no, and don't forget, week before they got Texas A and M as first down and goal at the two and ran the most illogical four plays in a row I've ever seen in my entire life, where Bama is not eligible. There's no way then you can re- reconfigure it to get them in because they're not going to win the division to play in the SEC The way Champions. it looks right now. Right, right. Now you want to weigh out stat the 52 points yesterday that they gave up to Tennessee. It's the most points they've given up since 1907. And yeah. get, wow. listen to this yeah, name. Good name. And this is not Swanee, like Swanee, how I love you, Swanee. They gave up 54 points to Sewanee, S-E-W-A-N-E-E, in <laughs> In 1907, I don't think I was there, but I looked it up. I see, Wani, what you're talking about. The two teams had 600 yards. I'm rounding up uh, finance heads. Relax out there. 600 yards, 570 to be precise. All kinds of 38 minutes possession, 22 Tennessee, uh, 38 Bama, 22 Tennessee. That's crazy. 100,000 fans. They tear the goal post down with yep. $100,000 cost. Yep. So they started they a... They were uh, fined $100,000. Uh, what is it? GoFundMe? They, they, yep. The league announced that the fine, because this was the second violation where Tennessee's failed to comply with the uh, competition arena policy they have. Uh, the first came after a basketball game in 2006. They were fined $100,000. Meanwhile, the school has turned to a GoFundMe or whatever <laughs> program they're stuff. using with a goal of $150,000 to raise. They've already raised $76,000 through $1,900. And they want to call. So once again, followers, listeners, if you don't believe that anything's possible through passion, baby, if you believe it and you want to do it and you rally to get people and back you, I mean, they tear the goalpost down. That can't happen. They do it. They got to carry it through the tunnel, leaving the stadium, but it doesn't fit. So you had to get people to help them crunch it down. And apparently, uh, folk legend has it, they take it to the river, and they dump it yep. in, a, in a river, which is in and of itself a bizarre story. And then the band, hats off, the Tennessee band will never hear this from me, and I wish they would. I don't care what I get out of it. I just wish I would know that I would for sure that the band broke into Dixieland Delight, which is Alabama's song. <laughs> They're playing that as the, the it was bedlam. It, it, it was seeing people that have been suppressed, had, had loved ones die with COVID. Look at the bandwidth. 
of the last three years that we've been in, uh, you know, probably headed to a full-blown recession, if we're not already in one. We won't get into that. I mean, you know, business is being boarded up left and right, and now you're giving uh, fans uh, a, a, an excuse, an opportunity to let it all rip. And boy, are they ever. You're just seeing new but, stuff. But them but an outlet. Sh- yeah. Shame on them for ask, for doing a GoFundMe. That's just ridiculous. Their endowment in 2020 was $1.3 billion. Yeah. And they're worried. They're I'm asking not, their fans for a, a $150,000 goalpost. I, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Your students? Your students? <laughs> yeah. I always come say on. touche. I want to tell time. you about Tennessee. Did this? No. Yeah. Tennessee's yeah, got a coach push, named Josh Heupel. You yeah. probably won't remember. He was a quarterback, I believe, at Oklahoma right. years right. ago when he was about 195, and now he's about 295. But he's got a system in there. Tennessee has a lot of athletes. Yeah. And he's put his system in, wide open system. And uh, yeah, they're, uh, I think they jumped up to number three. The, they uh, did. Yep, I believe it was number the, three. The quarterback, uh, Hendon Hooker, is pronounced his name, uh, is a Virginia Tech transfer. To portal transfers. Portal transfer, there it is. Why are these teams that we haven't heard from in a long time, suddenly elite level, you need a quarterback to become elite, and you can have all the other good things, running backs, defensive ends that are going to go top round. If you don't complement all that talent with the, with the elite quarterback, you're not going to get to the to the championship games in college football, but more and more colleges are grabbing that second string quarterback that doesn't get a chance to play at the factory hurts at Alabama and becoming instantly overnight very very successful. This hasn't happened in Tennessee in a long time. They were the team I'd watch every Saturday out, leaving the house, and it'd be losing again. And I would say to my mom or dad, oh, this team with the checkerboard ends, poor guys, they never yeah. win. They're, they're plus 38 on the football pool. They lose by 46. You know? It's so nice to see. It's so refreshing. Uh, of course, is, Notre Dame lost. Hendon Hooker still playing. He's 24 fifth year. years old. Yeah, fifth year. Fifth year. That's nuts. So he's probably going to NFL draft, I guess, next year. And I don't think he did two years of his service coming out of BYU either. And uh, God, it's been in college since I was out. It's been like five years now, and this guy's still playing. So are the rankings correct? We got OSU number one, right? And uh, Michigan, who just Michigan just jumped back up to four. I think demolished Penn State. That was embarrassing. That and it doesn't surprise me. Well, in I'm our, not a James Franklin fan, in, and in our little contest we have with the five guys, I, I lead the, the six and a half. I, as one of my only winners this week of my picks. Uh, don't ask Chad how he's doing because I don't think he's doing did. just fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, how many championships does Dad have? Quick. Six. How many do you have? Four. Okay. You know. Well, yeah. Well, he's a lot younger. Just, he can catch up. That's just fine. Now my son-in-law sits hundred <laughs> feet from me. You know what he says to me at the party every year? You should win. You, and I turn around and I say, Well, he's bowing to your experience. Yeah, and I say, and I and I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> End the story. But I but I but I did not this weekend. Why don't, uh, why don't we time to rant, I think. We're, are we ranting? Yeah, we're over an hour. So. We're over an hour. We had a couple things. Ravens can't win in the fourth quarter. What's up with that? Turnover. Start us off, Coach. All right, I want to talk about something that uh, I don't think managers in baseball are given enough credit when it's due. Rob Thompson and Mr. Eskin has a favorite thing where he says managers can only lose games. They can't win them. Well, I think that the 
there's a little bit of exemption there. You've got to give managers more credit. And what, what the way he managed his reliever and his pitching staff the other day was magnificent. It came out good, but you don't know. And and the way this year that he put some young kids in the lineup and the way he put Enmando Soso in a couple games for defense and he wound up getting three hits and everything. These are managers' decisions. So don't say that they can't win a game because I think that's a complete fraud. Well, let me ask you this yesterday and then we'll go on. Do you think, honestly, all fanfare drama aside, yes or no, do you honestly after listening, believe Eskin knows a little bit about baseball. Yeah, a little. Yes or no? Very little. Okay. I, I would I was expecting now. Wiz? Oh, well, I'm all rave. I'll be all rave as long as the Phillies are still playing in the postseason. I mean, the NLCS, no one thought this was going to I know I didn't. I almost had them written off by the end of the year after some of those Cubs losses there. Bottom line, playoffs, anything can happen. We're sitting here in the NLCS, and we're going to beat the Padres. Sunday, Game 5, 4-1 victory. About 6 o'clock at night, we'll be celebrating. We'll be on our way to the World Series. That's, yeah. my, that's my prediction. We didn't make predictions. I hope you're right, pal. We did not make predictions real quick. You, you're with the line. Just win or loss. You have to go to number of games. But they I don't move on? They to be a downer, but I think the pitching. Uh, Do you really? When you get past the first two. Yeah. All right. Before my rant or rave starts, I'm with I'm aligned with with Chad. I think the Phillies uh, move on to play uh, Houston, and um, I, I'll 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 prognosticate that later. But I, I like the Phillies over the Padres in six. What did you say? How many games? Phillies in five. Five. Okay. I'm six. I hope one of you is right. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. After this weekend, how could I do anything but rave? What I would say to the kids. What a nice situation to be out with your dad and mom and your siblings, whatever, and witness uh, the stadium during a playoff. And our kids were in the prime ages back when the Phillies, you know, 08, 09. Don't want to get emotional, but man, what that was like. We, it, it still impacts our life, Memories. part of our culture. And to seek, and I would say the kid outside of me, the seven year old and the five year old, I would say that, that first time, well, obviously the first time, it's been 11 years. How could it not be, right? To see their reaction and stuff. And I turned to the kids before we checked out. And I said, Dad, kids, I hope you get to live this. Successive years like we did, I hope this is the first of many. Because each year as you get older, you're going to buy into that culture, look forward to that whole situation, and just embrace and live it. And then one day, it is a part of your fabric for life and that's what's happening so when angelo says wasn't important that the phillies beat the cardinals give me a break my man come on that was the greatest thing 60 years old i've lived through and you could throw the eagles in if you want for the for the hat trick but you don't need to because the energy level in the baseball stadium was four times that uh, the football thing it was just nuts there friday and saturday and and the fans before the game and the cheering and just the whole grip that that had over the Delaware Valley was unlike anything I've ever seen before because I do believe that when something is bottled up, as long as the Phillies fans' emotions and everything else were bottled up, 11 years is a long time, it's going to come out in a crazy manner. Plus, you had all the COVID and the stuff. It, it, the timing was just quintessentially 
perfect for that type of eruption, but the team had to play to it. And when you get all these three-run homers and an inside-the-park home run and some great defensive plays, boy, did they ever. But Reese Hoskins has to catch a ball chest high. I, 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 I don't even start with I never yeah. saw my daughter Lauren drop a ball let's, chest Let's high. end the show on a positive, positive. note. Let's we, do it. Yeah. Well, you can find us at speakingofsportspod.com, our Twitter, Speaking of Sports Podcast. Twitter hand, uh, email, speakingofsportspod at gmail.com. And uh, look for us to get something up on Instagram or TikTok over the next few days. I've posted stuff on my own personal one, which is Chad G 14 But I'll be looking to get a, get a SOS one out there, an official one, set up over the next few days or so. So that should be out there. Give us a follow. We'll get some clips and stuff posted up there each week. Yeah, and uh, 609, if you want to text, call, uh, go do it or lunch, you name it. 609-828-5569. And uh, I want to welcome to the viewing audience uh, the Donnelly family. I've known Brian and Jim and their daughter pitches for Cameron Catholic, and she's a, she's a stud. So uh, we text a lot this weekend because the guys from Marlton were friends of his and see what baseball does. Beautiful thing. That's a wrap. We'll be back next Monday because of the playoffs and whatnot. I guess we'll play it by ear, but sounds like, like it. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay. That's a wrap. All right. Good luck, Phillies. Thanks, everybody.